Welcome to the State of Talk podcast, where we interview researchers who study how people interact and communicate and explore data recordings featuring natural social interaction. In this episode, two interaction analysts will be looking at some of their favorite data fragments together and sharing their observations on how the clip has influenced their thinking. One of those analysts is me, Emily Hofstetter, a postdoc at Linköping University. I had the immense pleasure of chatting with my colleague Leila Kivalik, linguist, conversation analyst, and professor at Linköping's Department of Culture and Society. Leila's work has been key in demonstrating how language and the body are inextricably intertwined, from timing through to syntax, and this reconceptualized idea of language will crop up in our discussion. We jumped straight into analyzing the data when we met, so here we are getting started. Welcome to Linköping. <laughs> um, where I'm talking with Professor Leila Kivalik, uh, who I have the wonderful privilege to work with um, here at Linköping University on our project looking at non-lexical vocalizations and coordinating the body with the voice. And today we're going to look at some clips. I asked Leila to pick a piece of data that she had looked at before in her work and that she still found really interesting to look at and analyze. Okay, so this is from a dance class. I thought, you know, that's kind of my identity, so I need to talk about Yeah, so that was my first criteria. She showed me a moment in a dance class she'd recorded. A student is asking the teacher how to do a part of a step. This student keeps putting his weight on the wrong foot, and so he keeps getting tripped up and doing the step incorrectly. When the teacher begins to respond and describe how to do the step, his speech trails off mid-sentence like this. Yeah, I do. Uh... So he does, yeah, I do. Uh, and all of a sudden, instead of you know him completing the thing, the student shows what he does. You oh, know. no. Yes. <laughs> so it was one of the, it's, it's my only case where, yeah. my only instance where there's this collaborative completion, right? Yeah. In other words, when the teacher trails off his speech, the student performs the step incorrectly that he keeps doing. And so you end up with a humorous juxtaposition of the teacher being about to introduce the step in the correct way with his body and the student instead doing it poorly, the way that he has only so far been able to do. But what's really fascinating is not just that there's a juxtaposition between correct and incorrect versions, but moreover that the teacher has left syntactic space for that step to be completed, and instead it's completed with the body, not only by himself, but by another person, the student. And so this is what it sounds like in the clip. Yeah, I do. Uh, three, four, five. Four and five. And, oh, Isn't it just a dot? Like it is a dot. Three, because four. I'm a four here. And five. And five, okay. Very nice. <laughs> what does he mean by I'm a four here? Exactly. So that was actually, that was reason number one why I actually had to cut this thing yeah. out. Because it's... Because I'm on four here. <laughs> because I'm on four here. Yeah. So four is the beat in the music, yeah. right? So four, you have your weight on 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 the right leg, yeah. and then you move it to uh, like by five, by and and five. Then you have the the weight on the other. Uh, mm -hmm. But then, um, was it for a specific paper that you pulled this clip out, like for the yeah. hears? Yeah, actually. Be uh, at the beginning it was for the here paper, which was for the volume on um, interaction and mobility. Yep. Yeah. And I was uh, looking at how, you know, how to, how the dance teachers actually segment yeah. things, uh, segment the, the movement and, and, and point 
at moments in time. Mm -hmm. So how is that? How is it possible to point at a moment in time when the moment has actually passed or has not yet happened? Yeah. So you have the, this this dance time, and they would use a lot of these uh, these deictic, uh, um, locative deictic words like yeah. here, but mostly here actually, very rarely there, but but mo mostly here. And the here would of course be you know uh, synchronous with with the body having arrived at a certain moment in in the dance movement right yeah. and it could then be stopped but uh, for me it was really interesting that 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 time was actually conceptualized in terms of, of space right yeah, in which terms is of location. you know something is quite a, that happens quite regularly in language yeah so. are there other languages that do that yeah 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 i mean actually i had those examples for all for all from all my languages yeah. like estonian english and, and swedish but I mean, there is. This is uh, very general in, uh, I mean, in conceptualization of time. We often use uh, uh, space metaphorically. Yeah. So that's a very general thing in in, in, in languages. Yeah. So in mm -hmm. order to answer the question, he would rewind rewind the movement at to the moment when it's beat four, mm -hmm. and then he would call it beat four, yeah. and then say here. Yeah. And then the the and for and then you can and slow five. it down and and exaggerate and exactly just yeah yeah and, and highlight and and also move back yeah know. so there are different different options to 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 do reference basically yeah and the reference is is done with these locative uh, pronouns mm -hmm. rather than than temporal ones mm. so that was my first interest in this tip that's super neat. You say your first. What was the second interest? The second one was uh, was the incomplete syntax. Okay, so then, then yeah, so yeah. then I went back because I was do, doing going through all my data, trying to uh, look at all places where the teachers would not complete uh, their syntax, mm -hmm. but that would be completed with uh, a body movement instead. Yeah, and I had like hundreds of those, and there's just one where it's completed by the by somebody else. Yeah. Uh, who is not uh, even the partner, right? So the dance partner, partners can can finish yeah. the things sometimes, but uh, this is really rare because it's yeah, it's a question by the student. He hasn't understood like how do you get on that, you know, your weight on that that foot yeah. <laughs> at that moment in time, and then the teacher starts explaining it, but he runs into trouble. So he he says. I do, uh, I do, uh, he says. So he, yeah. he and he looks at, at the student, you know, so he says, yeah, I do, uh, so it's a typical, you know, kind of maybe a word search or something. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. He, he's, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's like that. But there's definitely something missing. I do, uh, and then the student does whatever he got out of it. I mean, actually, he's demonstrating his problem, right? But he, yeah. he kind of completes the unit. And the nice thing about this clip is, of course, the students' laughter. You know, everybody yeah. laughs. I mean, not, not maybe even the teachers laugh because it's just so ridiculous. I mean, it's uh, it cannot be correct what the students is, is showing because the, the way that he does it is just yeah, completely messed just up. Yeah, he just jumps them. And this is not quite how it should be. No, it's a little bit more graceful yeah. than that. Yeah.
Well, that's so, I mean, that's just such a beautiful deviant case situation mm. where it completely shows the projectability of the syntax exactly. into the body, mm, mm. which is so beautiful. Mm. I mean, if you had any doubts about it before, you can't mm. when faced with that yeah. someone else can complete your sentence as mm. if it were a word search, but mm. with the body. Exactly. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's the reason number two why this has been my, you yeah. know, one of the, the clips that I've... I've come back to and this is a, a strong argument for actually treating these what I have called these bodily syntactic bodily units why they are you know why I can show that these are actually treated as units by yeah. you know all co-present co people and, and even through this collaborative completion which is of kind of, of course a little bit rare but uh, oh. it's lovely to have like this distribution between like the grammar being done by one person and then the body being done by by the by the student anyway so that's, that's you know it. yeah but then also i mean the clips that i i like most maybe is um are those that actually taught me things mm. so not just you know okay i found both that here is interesting here and uh, you know the syntactic body unit is interesting but also that uh, I, I was uh, just starting to film these kinds of situations mm. and I was uh, very much focused on, on the teacher couple, right? So I was mm. constantly thinking of having them in, you know, in, in, like having a nice picture of them for my research. But then, of course, with cases like this, I realized that I actually always need to have everybody, yeah. you know, even potential uh, participants because the students would ask things and they would comment on stuff and I actually needed that for my analysis and that's what I learned through these kinds of mistakes where I, I uh, you know, I don't always have the students in, in, in my frame. So anyway, so it taught me so, so, many, <laughs> so many things. Yeah. And, and, and another thing that I like about it, I haven't written about it, but that's, mm. you, know, you know about my, you know, uh, love for all kinds of weird words and yeah. that are not quite words. And here we have, you know, another student coming in out of the frame, unfortunately, my bad. Mm. But what he says is something quite inter interesting as well. Isn't it just a dot? Like it is a dot! <laughs> okay, so he says, isn't it just a dot? Yeah. Okay. These people are actually, all, all the three that are involved here are Swedish speakers. Yeah. Even though the class is in English, because there are other people who don't speak Swedish. Yeah. But anyway, so he says, isn't it just a dut? Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, there is no word no. dut in Swedish, no. even. Right. But there is a verb, which is dutta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, and that is, absolutely, you know, it's something that I absolutely like about, I love about language is the fact that people do so crazy things with language mm. uh, that you cannot, you know, you cannot make a dictionary and, and say this is, you know, what this language is. <laughs> but but they, they would take a verb and then make, you know, a noun out of it, which is what he does here. And he, furthermore, he, he does this uh, uh, like a code switch. Yeah. But I, of course, I mean, code switch maybe is, it, it's too, uh, it's, it's too rigid to yeah. even capture that kind of a thing. I mean, they are just, you know, using whatever resources they have. Yeah, they've taken and the Play-Doh and made it into something new. Exactly. So, so this is exactly what uh, I'm trying to capture in my research, the fact that, like, what can people do with language? I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, they're using words that are not there, they are, you know, not completing their sentences. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it's really, yeah.
Yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah, there are so many reasons why I've been coming back to this clip and, uh, and also, yeah. also for like uh, the, the reasons of, of like how, of, of learning, me learning how to actually film properly, how yeah. to capture a whole situation and how to not miss out on things that you then really need for your uh, analysis yeah. by just, you know, having a too narrow camera angle. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's you know it's a necessity, but here I, I definitely I was zooming in and I was doing a lot of crazy stuff that I would never ever do again, you know, um, because now I, I actually don't know whether the the isn't it just the dut speaker actually shows something with with his body as well. Maybe yeah. he does a, this kind of a dut thing with his his foot, and I, yeah. I just cannot see it. Or goes up on his toes. Yeah. So they sort of, he sort of catches the eye yeah. and brings yeah. it in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, there's a lot of things. So valuable things that I've missed here. But it's difficult for them too. I mean, being in a circle, the teachers anyway can't see what's behind them. So I mean, it's a particularly challenging setting to film mm. when you've got a situation in the round mm. like yeah. that. Of course, it's good to have several cameras. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, now this was filmed like 2008, I would say. Yeah. So I mean, still, it was not that easy. To, we didn't have GoPros, for example. So now, yeah. when I'm filming Pilates, I have small GoPros everywhere yeah. just to have the, the the different angles. But here, I was um, I, mean, I, I was still using like a departmental video camera. You know, yeah, I assume to be pretty much check as well. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to check them out like every time. But also, it reflects actually what I was believing that I was doing research on. So I was, mm -hmm. I, I really. I, I was still too like monological in my thinking, right? So I was not, yeah, anticipating that there would be so much interaction that would uh, affect what I was, you know, trying to do with uh, with this data. Yeah, that's kind of neat that the it's not just the dancing confidence that gives the unit as well. It's also, I mean, it's recognizable that he's doing or failing to do the step, but it's also the teaching environment that he is doing a demonstration of something wrong mm -hmm. and as soon as that's achieved that mm -hmm. is the unit mm -hmm. for the purpose of being in a classroom yeah so that's exactly yeah that's true yeah exactly yeah yeah because i mean i you know this this is the one of the very essential practical problems for the dance teachers is to how to rewind the time and how to deal with the dance time and, and movement in, in time so I, yeah. so that was something that i, I I obviously did first with that clip actually figuring out like how this four and here are the same thing and how are they accomplished by, by the teacher rewinding this uh, mm. this um, dance time. And here he doesn't have to work too much because I mean the guy, the student has already identified like a moment in the dance that's problematic. Mm. And then he, he can just say, we use the word four. Mm. And, and uh, but also, I mean, he wouldn't be able to use the word here unless he was on four. I mean, and they're really yeah. like the correct uh, uh, place to for that to be used. But mm. uh, another thing that I found that the teachers would sometimes use the word here um, across a stretch of things. You know, that they were still, if, especially when they were in the middle of the dance, they would say. Something like, and here you do that, you know, whatever the instruction was. But so they would also extend it to, to a stretch of things. Because, I mean, in a dance, the body is almost always constantly moving, right? Yeah. So it's not just, you know, one 
here, but it could be something that's uh, also extended in, in time. So yeah. I think the whole time and, and, and space issue was, was really, you know, it's, it's really interesting in terms of, yeah. of the, the practical concern of these people. Mm. trying to understand like what moment where in them you know in the step pattern you are and things like that yeah. but it goes 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 together of course with the temporality and space yeah that gives me a thought i mean this is sort of possibly besides the the, the podcast but the, of, of a way to look at our data together that i hadn't thought of it before mm. because the climbing also has that uh, that difficulty, that contingency of happening in a very quick amount of time mm -hmm. and in a way that is something that can't be stopped in order to de deal with it right now without mm -hmm. completely breaking the whole activity. Mm -hmm. um, so you end up with set-aside moments mm -hmm. where you deconstruct what just happened mm -hmm. and what you're going to do next. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The difference being that usually they're not teaching, mm -hmm. but they are definitely breaking down those time frames and mm -hmm. those units of movement Mm -hmm. um, to figure out what they're going to do or what went wrong or what, yeah. what's happening. Exactly. Um, whereas while they're dancing, mm. the, all bets are off. They're busy doing that thing, mm. Mm. Um, and they can't stop doing it with it. Yeah, it's yeah. throwing everything off. Exactly. So they cannot deal with that while doing it. Yeah. And especially for these demonstrative purposes, instructive purposes, they these the time needs to be brought back somehow. You need yeah. to get back to the moment in, in the dance. Yeah. yeah. You have to refer to something that isn't constant, that is literally mm. ethereal. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. And that, you know, it's not existing at the moment. So, I mean, you could also go and comment on a dancing couple, you know, and say, yeah. like, here, where is your leg? Or, I mean, whatever. But uh, but this is not the kind of what they the teachers are doing in front of the class when they need yeah. to you know the, everybody has stopped and they need to come back to a moment in the dance that needs to be corrected or, or worked on in, in in some ways and of course i mean the here is not absolute in mm. any sense because i mean the couples or, or dancers could then be turned in you know which whichever ways and and you know they each have their own here yeah <laughs> and yeah, their exactly. own now but uh, at every single moment and it's in relation to your partner rather than, you know, and, and there are so many, you know, other coordinates that need to be taken into account in order to understand what this one single little word is, is doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that kind of captivated me for the, for the work with um, interaction and mobility. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So at this point we switched over to looking at a clip from my data set. I, I reread Stevanovich and Frick this morning, so this is going to be some singing, and it's similar, but it's not quite the same as her second example, which is which also happens to be during a game, and that's what I found out this morning. Looking, I was like, "That's in a game! Oh my gosh!" <laughs> it's the same thing because okay. it happens in the same moment, which is those thinking moments that mm -hmm. I've been looking at. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, so when so this guy in the back um, is thinking, you can see him playing with his cards and stuff, mm -hmm. and sort of that's where his focus is, mm -hmm. um, and he's been thinking and thinking, and he's not. Yeah, playing, it's his turn, he ought to play. And in that silence, you end up getting uh, this. So the, the conversation has dropped. And that's sort of what happens in thinking. Is mm -hmm. People pick up a conversation and then it drops. And if they're still not ready to play, usually mm -hmm. something else will pick up. Okay. And so on. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so the thing is, is that the that 
the melody was actually picked up out of his uhs, which is something ah. that's neat. Um, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, the rest of it is sort of just, they keep picking up and making this go on and on and uh -huh. on. And uh -huh. there's a lot of points where it could have stopped and yeah, somebody yeah. picks it up and keeps uh, and going. And it gets uh, quite complicated with the different... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this sort of dreadful, not well done harmony. I mean, they can't, they can't sing, so I, I think they're purposefully kind of... But some of them cannot sing. But by the end of it, everybody's kind of going, like, there's a very much a doing singing right. badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It's at the beginning, can I get this to work, looking at it, if you listen to his uhs, okay. he goes uh, uh, and it goes uh. up a semitone or a tone or something, and then the, the third note comes uh -huh. from the other player. Right. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, so it was more that she is picking up on his uh -huh. uh, interval as an available thing to be like, oh, you started that song. Yeah. Ah. So that was that. That's what I've been amused by recently. And right. There's there's a lot of these in the games, and there's this sort of yeah. thinking. And I guess what I found neat about it is besides, um, it it was less to do with invoking a, a different context, but more to do with in uh, in just a, a new activity to partake in, mm. um, while another one is not able to progress. Mm. Um, and so it's sort of along those lines, I think, rather than invoking literally the context of being in, a, in an orchestra or something like that. But that's obviously not what's going on. But yeah, but yeah, okay. But they also, of course, they show very clearly that they recognize what, yes. what you know the uh, soprano is doing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at that yeah, of course, there are all, at all these points it could have been dropped, but then you know it gets built on incrementally. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, after after the the first round of this, mm -hmm. you could um, you could have stopped with dun dun dun, and the mm -hmm. the she breaks off laughing, um, mm -hmm. and he's now looking back at his cards. But then he, the third player will pick it up. <laughs> And so he starts it again. Right. So he could have stopped there, but by yeah. he starts it in overlap with them ending the previous one, yeah, yeah, yeah. which keeps them from letting it go. Yeah. Um, and just only doing it once, then they have to do the second part. Yeah. Um, Together. <laughs> and you also kind of have a mistimed thing there because mm -hmm. she does the final notes already mm -hmm. while he's saying all together. Ah, um, and oh, then yeah. she holds on to it while the other two do also do those final notes. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So there's this. It's it's co-produced, but it's really disorganized. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um. But there are attempts. I mean, he then tries the the all together. It's kind of an attempt to bring it all together, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they are working hard to do to make it. And yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, there are all these uh, melodies that people think when they themselves are preoccupied. Like in my phone calls, we I had I once collected those what the kind of the small melodies that people sing when yeah. they are looking for something or bringing something. You know? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, just showing that they are still you know there but not available or somehow. Yeah, uh, but here, yeah, so here it's much more complicated. Well, I feel like that's how it started. I don't think he was aiming for this melody when he starts with the uh, uh, no. 
I think he was like people frequently will do multiple tones of uh when mm -hmm. they're doing multiple iterations of them, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that makes it available to play with the music of it afterwards. Right. Um, but which is a little bit different than when it's mm. just you alone doing the, mm -hmm. the, the singing, which I mean you've seen mm -hmm. with some of the other thinking clips as well as people yeah. constantly sing. I don't know if I have that one here. If you make it collaborative and you build on others, I mean that makes the also the thinking, uh, extensive thinking, more kind of legitimate, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It lets people go on and on with it because the other people have preoccupied themselves. Yeah. Um, so they, they have an activity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the whole time he's still, almost the whole time, even though participating in the singing, mm -hmm. um, he can still look at his cards and consider yeah. what he's going to be doing next. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, the question is, of course, um, like what the cognitive capacity yeah. that guy has, right? So, can he still be thinking? At least it's not. It's legitimate to withhold. Yeah. The next move uh, during the singing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I don't know that it's. I'm sure there are studies saying that some of these busy activities are good for the brain, and other ones are saying it's multitasking. And that's yeah, bad yeah, for the yeah, brain. I'm pretty sure that one's yeah. out to the that that one hasn't been decided yet, mm -hmm. but. Um, yeah, it, it's it makes it legitimate not to keep going. Like mm. there's there's a there's a new activity in progress that so you're no longer sort of disrupting by mm. withholding progressivity on the other activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially if people are having fun, so to say, yeah. that's kind of a yeah, you know, it makes it also a legitimate thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it gives them a neat activity. So I I was really surprised to see that 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 was also. Uh, in the in, even in the Stevanovich and Frick paper on singing was that they were also playing a game, um. Um, and I, a bunch of the the gaming papers actually where where games show up a lot of the data that is used is within the silences where somebody's not playing, yeah. because then people resume um, just talking, yeah, because they're not also managing the turns. I mean they are, but mm -hmm. they're in a space where the management of turns consists of mm -hmm. doing normal turn taking mm -hmm. and having a conversation and just socializing. Right. It's it's a I guess it is a state of incipient. But that's still something that you have written about, right? I'm working on it, yeah. yeah. But uh, and Jessica Robles and I were working yeah. on that with respect to met metagaming and multi activity, yeah. like what counts as doing the game versus not doing the game. Right, but you also, uh, in, in the turn-taking paper, yeah, there you also talked about these opportunities to resume, like normal, uh, resume conversation somehow. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to, to, yeah. The, the, doing the turn order of the game involves doing turn-taking as mm. if in a state of incipient talk. Mm. Um, yeah. So. yeah, but they also, I mean, uh, as in my clip, the, these people are playing with time. Yeah. Right, because the, the temporality of the song is is quite an issue, and I mean, it, yeah. there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing here that forces them to do to be on the beat or to be in, you know, doing it correctly. There's, yeah. No, there's no obligation. Yeah, I think playfulness is something that we have like really in common. I mean, I, I just yeah. you know, like yeah, if you see things, the crea creativity that people have in interaction is is quite. Uh, I mean. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's just so much forgotten in all those kind of rigid theories about like what communication is all about or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. Or language or whatever we 
Yeah, thank you a lot. It's, I mean, it gives you that we have a structure that we can play with, and mm. as long the sort of as long as you're adhering to the accountability of the rules, everything is up mm. for for playing with, literally. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. This has been really fun. Thank you so much for listening. That was me, Emily Hofstadter, looking at data with Lelo Kivalik. We would love to do more of these semi-planned overheard data sessions on the State of Talk podcast, so please get in touch with us at conversationanalysis.org slash stateoftalk to get involved.